Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cutting Onions Podcast. We are back, and we are so happy to be back. I'm here alongside my co-host, Miles Gift, as always, and we are thrilled to be joining you today for an important conversation. This episode has to do with the job search struggles, what the industry could be doing differently, and staying positive throughout the process. Never more so than now have we seen more open positions in the hospitality and restaurant industry. It's absolutely staggering to see the amount of talent that is on the market, the amount of talent that is struggling to find work, the amount of talent that is being ignored, or worse yet, they're being ghosted after multiple interviews. So we really unpack this and we have a very spirited conversation. We don't leave anything on the table. We air it all out. We talk about our own respective experiences and what we have dealt with in our careers over the years. And in the case of myself, some current experience as I'm about to start a new position shortly with an organization and the journey that it's been to get to this point. So we're excited to have this conversation because it's an important conversation and it's one that we just don't think is being talked about enough and there's being enough done about it. So from our little corner of the world on the Cutting Onions podcast, we're going to do our best to share some inspiration, share some really tactical things that folks on the job search can do, as well as hopefully be able to engage the industry at large on what can be done differently to be able to get folks back to work in the hospitality and restaurant industry. So thank you again for your patience as we took a long break at the end of the year last year. We're excited to be back. We hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you on the other side. Man, cutting onions, we're back. Yeah, yeah, let's do this, man. This is incredible. It's been a Thank long, you. it's been a long three months, four months. There's uh, a lot to last. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack um, for sure. I mean, yeah. it's it's just uh, so much going on in the industry. And I think, you know, the last time we talked, we were kind of talking around maybe a recession and, you know, maybe something would happen and, you know, things would change. So it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm not an economist and I don't. And I don't play one on yeah. the internet, but uh, I don't know that the economy is necessarily tanked. I think, though, certainly the job market is tanked. And that's what yeah. you and I have been talking about. I mean, and I don't know, Miles, for me, like, I just think that when you look at, I saw a post today from our friend, uh, you know, Robin Story, right? And I think this was spot on on LinkedIn where she was talking about, you know, we're making, I, Companies are making the hiring process hard. There are millions of people out there that want to work. There are there are tons of jobs that you see on job boards that just never yeah. go away. They're just always reposted, always reposted. So there's something fundamentally broken. And I know you and I are not going to solve this problem on a call today on you know should, podcast. I was going to say, should we talk about this? Should we, should we start? <laughs> we should. We should start. We should start. Uh, in fact, I may go back to where. I, I may go back to where we just started talking about it. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a real it's a real issue. So, like, so from my perspective, I'm going to approach it from someone who's currently in the job search, right? Who's currently looking for the next thing. And you know, as we talked about the other day, you know, before this podcast, you know, you're about to celebrate a year in your current role. Yeah. You know, which is which is exciting. And there are just literally hundreds of roles out there that you or I, you know, would be qualified for. But I can tell you from my standpoint as a candidate on the candidate side, this is the hardest it has ever been for me to find my next spot to land. It has been the most challenging. Well, it's an interesting time because we're coming out of all of the COVID stuff and you had the in a lot of scenarios you had dramatic sales spikes so things were going well and people were you know almost maybe overreacting in in bringing people on and and doing some of that stuff you know with GNA and right and now you're coming into 
okay, it's settling back down, and and we think uh, you know this this you know the 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 cloud kitchen stuff probably isn't the future and isn't going to work, and and so we've got some of that stuff happening, and then what's happening with the economy? People have assumptions or projections, but nobody really knows, so they're a little timid, a little scared. Um, and and to your point, I've seen some of some of the people that I'm associated with being laid off, and I've you know I've heard people that I trust talk about that that's probably going to start happening, and I've seen it happen, right? And so right. Right. you've got that weird time where we really want to bring people on, we really need people, but we're apprehensive, and we have budgets, and we have people to answer to, and we're protecting ourselves almost probably in some cases, you know, financially no and job security wise. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, it's an interesting time, a tough time to be doing what you're doing. And, and I mean, you know, if there's anybody that's going to come through on the other side and be better, it's you, but uh, you know, it's, it's a crazy time right now. So do you think this is all related to, maybe overhiring, maybe being overly optimistic, maybe in Q2 and Q3 of last year when the trends were still up. And, you know, we even reviewed some of that data from that Kinetic 12 deck, right? Like, you know, that seemed really positive and optimistic. You think maybe people just overhired, you know, that could be part of it for sure. I just, it seems like such a, like, this is, this is, I think to your point, this is industry wide. This is affecting all sorts of people. I mean, you, I mean, you're on LinkedIn as much as I am, and you see the posts from people, right? Saying, please don't, please don't scroll by this post. Please like for reach. Please share. Uh, I saw a post yesterday. This is a guy. He's probably a little older than us, but he's been in the business for a really long time. I think he's based in Nashville. He's a multi-unit guy. And he, he'd mentioned in this post yesterday that he had been, he had been uh, interviewing profusely and had 10 interviews got into like round three on several of these opportunities and then he then he was ghosted Mm -hmm. uh he was told things like i think you have a lot to add i think you have a lot to bring i think you add a lot of value you'd be a great ad and then it just totally goes silent i think we've we've both been in situations similar and probably everybody that listens to this has been in in some variation of that and that's what I know is that's tough to look yourself in the mirror when you get that kind of stuff, you know, maybe two or three in a row, especially. And it's like, you know, you start questioning yourself and what am I doing and what am I saying and what am I presenting? And, you know, am I good enough almost kind of thought process? And yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a second because, all right, I'm, I'm in the process of interviewing. I'm not going to say the name, but you know who it is. It's a, it's a small concept. They're so small, they don't even have a unit open yet. And they are going through this process. I've had two conversations. They've gone really well. They are wanting me to take the next step along with a few other candidates. But they're working on a homework problem. They want to they present the group with the homework problem. And they want each of us individually to work it out. Now... What the fuck am I doing a homework project for <laughs> at this stage in my career? Like, I, I, I right, come you're, on. right, come on. I've been responsible for hundreds of restaurants, a two hundred and fifty million dollar P and L. They're scared. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is, right? They're they're scared of bringing on the wrong person, quote unquote, in their mind, and getting six months down the road and saying, right. I don't agree with this person's decision-making paradigm and, 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 you know, any of the things that, that they do and, and what can we do uh, ahead of time to try to figure that out? They're not, they're not confident in their own interviewing abilities Mm-mm. to ask the right questions and know, e- even know what that, they're not, they're not qualified to ask to be doing these interviews. <laughs> in yeah. Another. So, so, you're right. And I want to come back to this, but right. I don't think I, I don't think I even told you this. I might've told you this even. Okay. Right at the onset of COVID, I was interviewing with a small regional chain, a breakfast only chain, kind of like that first watch model. 
and I did, I don't know, two or three panel interviews. So this would have been, this would have been um, March, April, 2020. So I did two or three panel interviews. I had conversation with the president. I had conversation with their chief people officer. It all went really great. And then they said, hey, we want you to do this homework assignment. So, all right. So they gave me this fake made up name of a company, which I'll just kind of kill that, you know, kind of end the suspense for you. It was really their company. So they had me create, I created this 12 page deck of how to leverage technology, how to build sales, how to address people issues. And they fucking didn't select me and took every damn idea that I had. Okay. So any of you out there listening that do that kind of bullshit to people, do not do that. <laughs> because I can tell you right now, I'm not going to do that again. Right. Hey, I mean, hey, speaking of that, Bobby, I got some, I got some, uh, some homework for you. Let's figure oh, out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, and then uh, only to be told at the end of the process that um, somebody that the president knew in her past life had come available and they were going to go with him. So it, just that, that whole thing. Right. And, and I think you're right. I think people aren't confident in their decision-making ability, but you know, what I really wanted to say to this individual who's presenting the homework problem to me next week is read my fucking resume, Google me, like talk to people. I, I gave you 10 references like call them, call them, right? Um, I just don't think that's the right approach for, you know, in this, you know, in this time in the industry and, and the time that we're in right now, and just really this time in history, like either you need people or you don't, yeah. if you do. And this is where I think Robin, I know she rubs people the wrong way, especially recruiters, but this is where I'd like make a decision, right? Do a couple of interviews. Awesome. Yeah. You know, check references. Of course. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Right. You know, you're hiring for a high, high leverage, high impact position. You want to make sure you're doing the right thing. Right. But this whole thing of stringing it out and homework problems and presentations and like, fuck that. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, nobody. I mean, what would. OK. You know, I can't like, I can't feel your frustration yet. I, I know. I know. Just like <laughs> flip this around. Like. If you were interviewing, I mean, you're not, but if you were, if you were interviewing for a role somewhere and they yeah. asked you to do a homework problem, what would you say? Oh, I mean, I would, I would, I would, because of, you know, we've both done thousands of interviews and yes, that's never something that ever crossed my mind or entered into the equation for me, because I want to see people think on their feet. I want, I want the interaction. I want to hear you articulate your answers and and I want to see your passion like homework like fifth grade homework assignment that you can go home and you can do research and you can come up to me there's you're you're getting what you ask for in, in that scenario right you, you're you're asking to get something that isn't real or genuine for genuine from that person because you're not putting them in a real or genuine scenario so no. I want you to think on your feet and tell me, okay, here's my, here's my real world, world problem in my business. How are you going to help me go? You know, and like, yeah. let's talk about it. Let's let, because there's follow-up questions. You're going to say something that is going to spark another question in me and that I'm going to want to dig into deeper. And that's how you get to who that person is, how they're going to fit into your culture, what their two true experience and background is and what they can bring. I think it's, uh, I think it's lazy, first of all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, but again, I go back to I think they're they're overmatched. They're not qualified to be doing this search. So, you know, I think that I think that if this is happening at our level of leadership, it's happening at every level of leadership, right? And I think this whole notion of getting as much as you can for as little as you can pay for it has to stop. That has to stop. And I think that's the other part of it, probably going along with the fear you mentioned earlier of hiring the wrong person. You know, everyone's got GMA considerations. Totally get it. Um, you know, we haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I will bring it up. So I've been in the search for 
you know, about three months. And typically, as you know, and anyone listening in the restaurant industry knows, typically, you know, it's pretty quiet at the end of the year. The fourth quarter is not the time where people are looking for talent. And, but that was not the case in 2022. I mean, there were, there was a flurry of activity. And when I was talking to friends, you know, they were saying, well, because of the, because of the economic downturn that's being forecasted, people are trying to get their leadership teams in place now. So they know that they've got who they want to run with. That made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Cause I just never seen it that when I started looking, I thought, well, I'm just shooting in the dark here. Cause normally, I mean, people aren't looking for people. People wait typically in the restaurant industry, hospitality industry, it's March, April, right. Is when people make the leap usually, right. People are getting annual bonuses, you know, people are, you know, wrapping it up from the year and then they leave. That's usually when they're, a lot of the big moves are made. Well, you know, certainly the activity was there in terms of, you know, there was a lot of posts out for positions and things like that, but the interview process has drawn on way too long. In fact, I just interviewed for a position. I started, I started interviewing for this position in October. Uh, went through the entire process. They did all the reference checks. And then I was just told a couple weeks ago that they're now not hiring this position until 2024. Right. So there's some of that going on too, where I think that companies just don't know what they're doing, to be honest. And they're interviewing people and someone told me, well, they do that so they can see who's out in the market. I mean, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. If that's, if that's really what's going on, like have a real position. And then, you know, also getting back to, uh, you know, to what the post was today that Robin made was like, you know, on all these job boards, like quit posting positions, number one, if you don't have them. Number two, don't repost them if you're not really planning on hiring someone. I just think it's it's caused a lot of angst in the industry. And again, if if it's if it's happening to people at our level, at the executive level, it's happening to GMs, AGMs, you know, kitchen managers, service managers. I mean, it's it's a real problem. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, you and I have said on here a lot that, you know, for us, if we can provide just a a little bit of sanity for people as they're going through this, that's at the end of the day, that's really our goal. And to hear that other people go through it. And, and, and so, you know, as I'm listening to you kind of, you know, talk through, you know, your experiences, that's where I go to is, is, is my hope that, people are listening to this and and saying, you know what, Bobby's going through it. I've gone through it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be okay. And that's what, it doesn't feel like it in the it, moment. Right. Right. But it will. And you're absolutely right. And, and I think the other side of that, that I want people to know, and I want them to walk away from is to know, know their worth, right. Know what you're worth. And um, I think that's, that's really important. Try not to settle. It's hard to, it's easy to say, hard to do, but yeah, try not to yeah. settle. You know, try not to settle and know your worth, and um, and and just hang on. I mean, because I know you're right. We will get to the other side of this. There's no, there's no doubt that we will. It's just in the in the moment or in the time. It just it seems like it's painfully slow. Yeah, things things aren't moving. People aren't responsive. And just to give everyone a little bit of encouragement and hope. You know, I knew that in my case, and that's there are certainly other people that do fall into this category. You know, when you're interviewing and looking for a, a new position, a new role throughout the holidays, you've got some. You, there's a lot of time you're going to be waiting, right? You've got Christmas, you've mm-hmm. got Thanksgiving, you've mm-hmm. got New Year's, right? This year, for whatever reason, there was an extended New Year's. It felt like like it just drug on that whole following <laughs> week, right? That, that wasn't um, just out here in Vegas. That was everywhere. No, no, no. That was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was everywhere. And and I think it's still so, New Year's out here. Yeah. Right. Right. And 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 so, but just to give everyone a little bit of hope and encouragement, like as you and I talked about the other day, Miles, I kind of give you an update. Like I've I've got three real opportunities that are actually moving where we're actually having conversation. I'm actually flying out to meet with people. I'm, you know, it's more than just, Hey, we'll get back with you. So, so there is hope and it, and it will, and it will flip. I mean, cause it has to, 
Yeah. You know, I think, I think, you know, to kind of hook onto what you were saying a couple of minutes ago, and I agree with this, like on this podcast, like we've always wanted to be encouraging. We've always wanted to be uplifting. And, and, you know, we all, you know, you know, we absolutely want to paint the real picture, but we also want to let people know that, you know, from our experience, kind of what's happening. And mm -hmm. from my experience now, you know, and, and I knew, and I just, in my, in my gut, I knew that, okay, get through New Year's, get through the first half of January, because <laughs> essentially that's what it was. And then all of a sudden calls, you know, emails, right, right. Zoom calls, interviews, you know, all that happened. I've got one today at two o'clock with, with uh, one of the companies I'm going to be flying out to see in about a week and a half. So things are definitely moving. Things are definitely happening. And, and um, you know, I also want to make sure just to, you know, say it out loud. There are some really great, there are some really great recruiters out there. There really are. And I'm working with one right now who's absolutely fantastic, right? Not all recruiters are, right? Yeah. Some recruiters right. are just not great. They're, they shouldn't be doing this. They became a recruiter because they thought it was going to be easy money. Yeah. And those people are out there. So I would just encourage you, if you're going to go the route of a recruiter, make sure you do your due diligence, make sure you do your homework. Make sure you talk to them. Are you, you know, is just like in a relationship, it has to be a fit. And, you know, if it's not a fit, don't work with them because they're not really looking out for your best, best interest at heart. Like I'm working with another recruiter. I'm working with, 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 with two right now. One of them is, is very far along in his career. He's amazing, right? I've known him for a long time. The other recruiter, I mean, he's young. I mean, he's, he's a young guy but he's hungry. He's excited. Um, he's super responsive. Like he's, he's just mm -hmm. all over it. Right. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's just all over it. And, um, you know, I get texts from him every other day. I mean, so just, just know who you're working with out there. Um, you know, I will say this too. I just want to throw this out there. I love to get your comments on it, Miles, but you know, recruiters are fine and they're great to work with, especially if you can get the right relationships that we're talking about. But, uh, one of these opportunities came outside of a recruiter. It was someone who knew me, knew someone else, right? And so I think the whole value of networking, I think, has maybe gone by the wayside a little bit because everyone's been so focused on trying to find their next spot that they feel like they have to go through a recruiter. But I don't think we should underestimate what the power of your personal network can, can do for you. Yeah, no, a thousand percent for me because... <clears throat> I'm, I'm thinking back, this is making me think back through, you know, my more recent history and the, any, anytime I've been in a search, I've used recruiters and I've had more mm -hmm. of the, uh, the shotgun approach on recruiters. Yeah. I'll work with any of them just because there's a sure. fine squirrel, find a nut, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So you never know what, opportunity someone's going to have in their in their you know pocketbook that someone else doesn't you know not not even the great recruiters aren't aren't privy to all opportunities out there so yep. so yep. i always throw a wide net you know even if i if if i don't think these this particular recruiter might be great i'm still gonna you know uh, hit them up quote unquote but but my to, to your point my my successes have always been, not always, but I, I think of everyone but one has been through my personal interaction or, you know, my database of people or, or what, right. I've, what I've found for myself through, you know, just being diligent. Um, I don't, I don't like waiting on recruiters. I don't, to your point, I don't think they've got our best interest at, in, you know, at the top of their, at the, I don't think they work as hard for me as I work for me. So right. Um, right. I, don't, I, don't, I definitely don't wait on them. I don't rely on them. And I think for me anyway, personally, it's proven, it's proven out that for me, they're just not effective. So right. where right. I use them. Uh, so, so that's another thing for people out there. If to me, if, if you're solely relying on recruiters, I think you're doing yourself an injustice because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of companies that don't use recruiters. And again, there's a lot of people that use specific recruiters. And if you don't stumble onto the, those recruiters, you're not going to, you know, 
have access to the job, which it may also be posted on, you know, Indeed, LinkedIn, all the other, all, all the boards out there that you can go find. Right, right, um, absolutely. So, so I don't know, I, I think, you know, sometimes recruiters, I guess, are a necessary evil almost, um, but, mm-hmm. you know, it. Uh, well, like you said, I mean, it's all about the relationships in our network. And I think certainly that includes the recruiters. Right. Yeah. So if we if you do have a good recruiter, if there's anyone listening that has a great recruiter relationship, absolutely use that and leverage it. Right. There are, sure. there there are recruiters that I've been working with literally for uh, literally 10 years. Right. That that I have a relationship um, with now this one for this one opportunity that I'm about to fly out for. I've known this guy for 20 years like he was a kid, you know, then. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I, uh, you know, we used him here for recruiting at Chipotle. And it's only taken him 20 years to find you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, it's funny, like this, this, I think will hopefully be encouraging, Mike, and and kind of in the context of what you're talking about, Miles, with all the relationships is if you find the right person, like I was at the tail end of this opportunity that I'm going to be flying out for that I'm currently interviewing for, like over a thousand people applied a thousand a thousand and so i caught it right after christmas tail end of it i saw the post i saw who was kind of representing the client i saw who the recruiter was shot him a note he called me right back said hey you should absolutely he said you know he said i didn't know you were looking you should absolutely put your name in the hat i did you know he had the list already whittled down to uh to five i made number six those six candidates got submitted there were conversations had there's now two there's now two people me and one other person so it just if you if you have a relationship that you can connect with someone and you can leverage and you've got a great relationship with you because you you know and this is why you know we can't burn bridges in this business yeah (laughs) that's a that's a whole nother podcast but like you can't burn you can't burn bridges in this business and and uh so and you know we'll see if it works out or not i mean it it looks very promising and at the very least i've met a lot of really cool people at an organization that i know i'm going to stay connected with yeah the the weird part of my relationship probably with recruiters is i've always had the most success with recruiters when i'm not looking for a job (laughs) 100 100 no they're always you know it's like it's those and you when you're looking, you build those relationships, and then you know, 12 months later, they're like, Hey, I think you'd be perfect for this. And you're like, uh, you know, not interested, but thanks. Have That's me. actually a really, really good point. You know, we've heard it for years. We've heard the old adage, it's always easier to find a job when you've got one. And it's absolutely true. There's no question about it. And and uh I think when you don't, you are at the mercy of other people right and mm-hmm. and uh you know certainly and then of course depending on the time of the year that you're looking and all those other external factors that come into play you know then you start talking about economy you start talking about you know budget cuts and you see these massive layoffs at all these tech companies and you know it just gets everyone spun up you know to where like is this ever gonna you know is this ever going to uh is this ever going to resolve itself and um but i think it's a you know I think you bring up an excellent point. And, you know, this one gentleman that I was mentioning that put out a post on LinkedIn, um, we could probably share his name. I mean, he's the one who posted on LinkedIn, but, you know, he's in Nashville and, you know, he's gone through all these interviews and, you know, been ghosted and been left high and dry. And he's, you know, he's not looking for a senior level, C-level position, right? He's kind of semi-retired, but, you know, right now he's, right now he's, you know, door dashing to help pay the bills. What the fuck is a guy like that doing, having to door dash, right? Now, applaud him, right, for, you know, for doing what he needs to do, right? But, like, what is wrong with people that, you know, in a hot market like that, where you've got someone who, you know, is clearly looking for for work, why in the world would you not pay attention to that guy? You know, like it, it's just it's just really interesting. 
Yeah, it, you know, it's, I think, again, it goes, for me, it goes back to uncertainty in, in what's next. There's, there's very smart people that say we're, you know, headed down a, a slippery yep. slope economy-wise. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, and there's, you know, there's, there's a different, in our industry, you know, there's, there's emerging brands, there's that, that we're looking to, you know, you're adding restaurants and you're growing and you're adding, you know, um, GNA and, and positions. And then there's mature brands that they know there's not really going to be a, a lot of movement and there's not going to be a lot of store growth. And if there's yeah. not store growth to add, uh, you know, then, then you're looking at year over year sales. And if your projection of year over year sales is down, you know, you're, and you're looking at yeah. the budget, you know, how do you justify bringing in someone that makes 30 grand more or 20 grand more than the person maybe previously? I think there's a lot of um, people just trying to figure it out and maybe CYA a little bit, you know, as well. And yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, yep. uh, it's if for me, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, tough position to be in and no i'm glad we're having this discussion because i know there's a lot of people in in or coming out of or going into very similar tough positions and well i mean on that note i'm going to do something we've never done before i'm going to read this post because i think it's super powerful it's from timothy and timothy if you happen to get a hold of this podcast i'm so sorry for butchering your name it's spelled t-o-e-p-f-e-r so i'm going to call it Topher. So Timothy Topher, multi-unit guy in Nashville. This is the post he posted yesterday on LinkedIn. He did it publicly. So it's out there for everyone to see if you want to look it up. It's been nearly two months since being laid off. The struggle is real and the challenge is great. I've applied to more than 100 jobs in the Nashville area. I've gone to the third round of interviews twice and then ghosted. Have received ten rejection emails, but instead of being, but instead of being angry or negative, have been door dashing seven to five Monday through Saturday to pay bills. Have high ratings and have received fifteen above and beyond compliments. Want to get back to work, but do not want to waste my time any longer being strung along. That I'm highly qualified and would make a great contribution, but can never get called back. Have forty plus years retail and restaurant experience. Would be a valuable asset shopping review and operations for companies where my experience and expertise would be of value willing to travel to meet those needs food safety certified have a strong ability to understand and provide ways to to deliver great guest service looking for the opportunity to use my experience to help others at this point have semi-retired to at least have income coming into the home and do not necessarily need an amazing well-paying position like i've held in the past just an additional revenue stream I've grown closer to my family and to God, trusting him to show me the way. God damn it. Like someone hired Timothy, right? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> like a guy like that should not ever have to put something like that out on LinkedIn. Right. I mean, there's a million restaurants in Nashville, sure. you know, somebody call him, right. And those 10 people that rejected him, call him and tell him why. Right. Like I just, I just really firmly believe that number one, sending a rejection email is a really chicken shit way to go, in my opinion, right? You obviously cared enough to have the conversation with him for an interview. So pick up the phone and call the guy back, right? But, you know, Timothy, we wish you the best, man. We're going to pull for you over here on the Cutting Onions podcast and hope things turn around for you. But there's a million Timothys out there that, you know, need that same type of attention. But I saw that yesterday and it really caught my eye and obviously a humble guy, obviously, you know, wants to contribute, wants to be home with his family, but, you know, knows he needs to work. And that just really, I don't know, it just really hit different. Yeah. And, and the, again, there's, there's a million or two million. Right. You know, right. Out there. Um, so it's, it's, it's all about just testicular fortitude you know, um, yep. and, and carrying forward. And like you said earlier, knowing your worth and, and it, it only takes one. And That's sometimes it. 
that's sometimes it. the one takes longer than we would have liked or loved but um looking back on on my journey through all of this um you know i, I it always works out and then you know my yep. wife my wife you know calls me the eternal optimist because you know we'll come up against something and i'm like oh, you know i don't know but it's going to work out it's going to work out and she's like what you've taught me over the last 15 years or it's more than that but don't get mad at right. me um <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2004 18 years that we've known each other she's like that's what you say you know and it's what you've always said and what i've come to learn i mean we faced in our 18 years together um some challenging roadblocks and and things that have happened um you know some personal some professional but what i you know what i've always said is it's going to work out and and that's i just have learned that through the years that no matter how bad today feels when i look back at today in 9 months or a year and a half i don't even remember how bad today felt right because you you've right. gone through it and you feel like the world's crumbling around you and it's really not it's 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 really not it's tough it, it's challenging it it tests your resolve um but it works out life just works out and you, you have to continue going forward every day it's you can't just sit back and lay in bed and it's going to work out no but no no you've got to do the work yeah. um you know you and you know i think it's a really excellent point you know miles i mean one of the things that helps me kind of veering off just a little bit but not really veering off at all is everyone to maintain that 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 you know drive to see it through that's going to look different for everyone right and you know for me like i mean i'm journaling all the time right i mean it helps me it helps me get my if i can write it and i can read it it helps me process it right so for me that's 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 what i do and and uh you know i think that part of um i think part of knowing your worth and part of being able to go out and get what you're worth and that patience and all those other things you need to have that intestinal fortitude and i think the other i think the other part of it is is you have to know um when to say no right and you know and that includes maybe a an opportunity that you know pays a lot but it's just not the right culture fit you know and you yeah. know it's not gonna you know that's yeah. happened to me i've i mean i've taken positions with one really i mean i took one position where i'm like i know this is not right like i know this is not going to go well and it didn't go well right so i knew that going in right yeah. so you got to know yeah. what you want you got to know what you don't want and and then you know you gotta be true to yourself i think that's I, well, I think that's I, really I think, important i think during this time too whether it's you, you know you or anyone my advice would be don't be afraid to to have fun and, and enjoy times i think thinking back to when i've been in in those you know crossroad moments um initially if you go through one or two it's like you know you're 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 kind of feeling down and you you almost punish yourself and you, you yeah. i can't i can't go have fun or i can't enjoy my time because of you know what i'm going through but my you know right. knowing now as i've gone through more of them knowing and feeling like it always works out yeah i'm actually going to take advantage of this time because it's it's free time it's me time i'm going to put in my work to do the things to find the next role yep. or whatever but yep. i'm not i'm not going to be afraid to go to the baseball game or hang out by the pool yep. and, yep. and you know maybe have a couple cocktails and and enjoy the time because you know you're you just you're you're uber focused when you're in it and you get going and you know the six yeah. six to nine months are going to be head down don't be afraid to be okay you know what i mean like don't be afraid yep. to spoil yep. yourself a little bit and, and have fun absolutely no i think that's really great advice for everyone and and uh you know we will you know we will get through this but i can tell you one thing for sure is that when i get into my next role here in the next month or so when one of these three lands one of these three opportunities lands it i have a new renewed sense of like what it means to protect the people that that work with me 
that work for me, that work for whatever organization that I'm going to be a part of. And, you know, they always have been. And, you know, as we've talked about in this podcast for the last couple of years, cultures are more important, but no more so than now where it's important that all organizations have a culture where people feel safe mm-hmm. and people feel protected. And as long as they're performing, right, as long as they're performing at a high level, you know, they should feel protected and they should feel safe. And um, if they're if they're a low performer, they shouldn't feel safe. But but if they're, uh, you know, if they're performing well and, you know, um, they should feel protected and safe and and they should feel supported, too. And and, uh, you know, I, I hope that there is a reckoning in the in the industry. And I don't want to pin all this on recruiters because there's been plenty of internal uh, conversations with organizations that I've had that aren't necessarily tied to a recruiter where these people just simply don't know what the fuck they want and, Mm -hmm. or they're afraid of someone's experience or they're afraid of, you know, it's, you know, you know, it's more than we need. Like, no, we don't really need that. Like, no, you know, like, so I hope there's a reckoning inside of every internal HR department in the restaurant segment, hospitality segment, where people realize that what's gone on the last call it 18 months for, you know, for the industry simply cannot continue to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think there's, I mean, you know, each individual organization to your point is different and who's leading the charge on yeah. the hiring process. You know, is it, yeah. Is it, uh, you know, the C-level people that are driving it? Is it, is it HR that's driving it? Um, love all my HR friends out there, but. <laughs> some, I do. I do. Right. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, um, it's crazy when, when they're driving it, but. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, that's a good point. I, I just will say this. One of the three opportunities that I'm, that I'm interviewing for. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it initially, but now you know, several months into the process, I'm like, huh, I think I like it. They have for the last six, seven years used an outside consultant to recruit for the high level positions. Um, What I like about it is they're not tied to like the people, like they're not, they're not thinking about like, they're, they're really looking at someone can this person do an excellent job in this role? Will they add value to the overall organization? Will they be able to go after and chase the company initiatives? And will they be able to rally the troops around them? They're not worried about internal politics inside the organization is what I'm trying to say. So I think that that's, that's interesting. It's the first time I've ever experienced that. Again, she's not really, I mean, she is a recruiter, but she's external and she doesn't, she's, She's working for the company, so she has their best interest in mind, yeah. but she has their interest in mind. She has their best interest in mind on all fronts, including the candidates she's putting in front of them, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, she's not getting paid for someone they hire. That's not, that's not how the structure works. So, so it is interesting, right? And I think, I think to your point, I think it's a good time to evaluate in every organization, like, um, how do you want to recruit? How do you want to evaluate talent? You know, how do you want to acquire talent? And maybe it's time to change it up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I think- yeah. Because I do think that um, I posted something. I'm going to share this real quick. I think you saw it. I'm going to post it on LinkedIn uh, or I did post on LinkedIn. And it was, it was, it was interesting because I love this. And this was in regards to Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, who, the Chiefs are going to absolutely crush this weekend. That's right. Um, so there was a great, there was a great little thing that was uh, posted, and um, it's a picture of Zach Taylor, and it says he's highly intelligent, he's smart, he does the right things. We took a risk on someone who hadn't shown he could lead a team or perform at a high level, but it certainly has paid off. So. In my post that I shared, I said, look, this is a great post and a great reminder for organizations when they are looking for talent. Dig below the surface and look past the resume. The resume tells you what someone has done. The conversation tells you how they did it. 
you certainly want someone with the right skills and a proven track record. But if you're looking to check every box and find the perfect, in quotes, perfect candidate to fill a role, you will never find them. Be open to new ideas. Be open to non-traditional candidates. Be open to doing things differently. You might just find what you've been looking for. And but when I saw this post, I'm like, that that's money. Like that is exactly right. And that's what I think, you know, overall the hospitality service industry, I think is what they need to be looking for. Yeah, I think that's that's for most people, that's very difficult. Like like because typically we're hiring for positions that we've already done. And so we've got this, I think, almost guardrail mentality about it, right? That they've got to fit yep. somewhere in the guardrails um, because I that's, that's how I would have done it or I see myself. I think in the, the football, like the GMs typically, unless you're John Lynch or somebody, but you're hiring for something right. that you've never done or couldn't do. And so um, I think that's why probably in our industry, it's more of a narrow focused or narrow minded approach because you have a hard time maybe seeing the other person projecting their success because you yep. wouldn't do it that way. Right. So it's like, well, how can they be successful? I've been successful. How can they be successful if they're going to do it completely opposite? And so I think that again, narrows your scope of who you're willing to look at or work with. That's an excellent point. So I'll just share one more example real quick of, the interview process that I'm going through for one of these organizations, the one that has the outside consultant that's helping them recruit. We had a great conversation. It was almost an hour long. She was wonderful. I mean, she really was delightful. And at some point, maybe a little more than halfway through the conversation, she goes, um, am I missing something or do you, do you not have a college degree? I said, I don't. I said, I don't. I said, uh, I have some college, I said, uh, but I don't have a degree. And she goes, great, no problem. She goes, your experience certainly speaks for itself. Like, just because you don't have a piece of paper doesn't mean you're not qualified, <laughs> you know? Right, and right. it's the it's the first time that I can remember, maybe it's happened before, but I haven't, you know, I haven't interviewed for all that many positions, you know, over the years, it's been kind of hit and miss, you know, when I have. and. Like you, typically it's when I'm when I'm in a position already. So, but it's the first time I think anyone's called out or like called that out on a resume, you know, on my resume, which I really appreciated. I'm like, thank you for bringing it up. I said, while I don't have a piece of paper that says I graduated from a four year university, yeah, I really do have a degree. You know, yeah. it's just not that it's not that sort of degree. And she 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 completely agreed, and obviously she moved me on to the next level and. I'm interviewing with the CEO on Friday. So well, I think on here, I've, I've said multiple times that I feel like on my resume, I should be able to put PhD. <laughs> exactly. Because, because I earned it in my first five years as a franchisee, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. What can some dude in an office or in a, in a classroom have taught me that uh, five years of getting my ass kicked didn't teach, you know, and with yeah. multiple hours didn't teach me. I, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I thought that was a, that was a really, I think a really good forward looking moment uh, for, for them, for that organization to look past that. Cause I, I, I can't tell you over the years, you know, in those hit and miss interviews that I've done um, cause it's happened a couple of different times. It, I probably can't on one hand, but it's happened, you know, three to five times where interviews went great. Conversations went great. But the fact I didn't have, uh a degree i couldn't move forward huh. you know so Again, that's to me that's so short-sighted yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely job or not. Like, what does that matter? absolutely and if and and if i choose at some point to get my degree someday it'll be because it's for me you know not not because i need it for a piece of paper or that i need it for my resume because i certainly don't so yeah. um so well, kudos, you know, kudos, I mean, kudos to you yeah. for not just putting it on your resume because um, you know I ran across plenty of those that once you ask questions, what's on the resume isn't really what transpired. Absolutely, yeah, no, no, absolutely, <laughs> in real life, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, like, like always, we hope this is helpful for people. We, you know, we hope that you're able to get some inspiration out of this, you know, know you're not alone, know that this is going to turn around, that you are going to have something land. If you're out there and you're like, you know, Timothy in Nashville and, and, and you're looking for that next role, just know that it's going to happen. Just stay after it, stay diligent. I think Miles' advice is really important, like, but have some fun too. Like, stay stay loose and 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 in you know and enjoy life along the way um, but we are going to get we are going to get past this in this industry and it's just a matter of time and i think that a lot of organizations are figuring it out and i think that they will continue to figure it out and we'll get better yeah i appreciate that and i think i think just that for me what i've learned uh, you know helps me stay in a in the right mindset you know positive about the search as well as life. Um, right. But, but you can't let that situation or, or whatever define you, you're still you, you know, and you, that's you, right. That's right. So, 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 you know, just, just continue on and, and do the things you would normally do. And, you know, it's, it's, it's what I do. It's not who I am, you know, and any yep. of the things used to be who I was. And, you know, over the years that's changed. And, and yes, this is a very important part of what I do. And, um, but we all know it could change tomorrow and I'm still me and I've still got to be me and I'm on to something different. Um, so, so that's always the mind mindset, you know, life's an adventure. I never thought yeah. I'd be living in Las Vegas, Nevada, you know, for, three and a half plus years and, you know, quite honestly, loving every minute of it. Um, I love it out here. <clears throat> if you had asked me that six years ago, I'd have been like, you know, looked at you like you had three heads. It was like, what are you well, talking about? You know, and, and you're such a great example, Miles, of what that stick to looks like and staying positive and staying in the moment. I mean, you do such a great job of that. I know I've learned a lot from you in that respect and I know how much I appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate that. And, and in the spirit of enjoying ourselves, uh, Miles is going to be taking off. Uh, and he's got a big birthday celebration coming up this weekend. Yep, yep. We're not going to talk about the... No! Wow! The big 5-0. It's so good. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, you know, it's great to be back with you. We, we took quite a long hiatus um you had a lot of things going on i had you know a lot of things going on whirlwind and and it just worked better for us to kind of kind of take a break um yes. but it is yes. amazing to be back um it and is. yes i am um i am on a personal day today and tomorrow as i get ready to head off to new orleans with you know about 12 of my closest compadres we uh, we 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 land in Bourbon and um, both <laughs> both on the street and the that's the right street. that's right and, and yeah it's going to be an amazing weekend and and uh, I appreciate that yeah it's it's going to be fun. well and 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 in the spirit of enjoying ourselves so one of the things Miles and I talked about the other day is uh, and this is long overdue I'm 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 going to make a trip to Vegas. Uh, here in the next few months, and uh, uh, we're gonna spend a long weekend, you know, hang out with Miles and his lovely wife Amanda, and I'm gonna bring out my girlfriend Stacy, and we're gonna have a great weekend. There will be much old fashions, <laughs> many old fashions consumed. Uh, you know, Mandy, if you're listening yeah. to this, I hear about these amazing old fashions. Amazing. I'm telling you, I'm coming. Yes. I'm coming. Yes. I'm coming for it. I'm coming for it. <laughs> so stock up on the bourbon because I'm coming for it. Um, well, well, I I I, uh, I just can't wait to do that. Yeah, the the liquor stores out here call me in case if they get low. Um, I've got plenty of. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say they call you when they're worried about you. They haven't seen you. They haven't seen you. For, <laughs> they haven't seen you no, for a week or two. I, I buy in so, bulk, so I only have to go so often. But uh, nice. yeah, we are we are well stocked, um, and we are you know ready for anything. So we're ready for your weekend for sure. Very, very nice. Well, have have a great weekend uh, in Nolens. Enjoy Nolens. it. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna? Got, are you? Are you? We've got dinner reservations. The game. Are, 
Are you going to want to watch the game on Sunday, or what are you doing? No, we're flying back. So we land back here. Um, thank goodness, you know, for the time change coming back. We land right. about 2 o'clock, I think, on Sunday. Oh, then you'll be perfect. So be we'll have time, time to, to get back to the house and watch the game. And yeah. So I, I planned on having two teams playing this weekend, the Cowboys and the Chiefs. I only have one, so, um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be flying uh, the Chiefs flag this weekend. So talk about your dinner reservations because we want a full report on the next podcast. I know you're going to do something fantastic. What are you doing? Well, like, well we're going, going to, was it Anton's? Oh, that's uh, right. Friday night. I don't it's, know, you know, one yeah. of the oldest places. Um, I've heard great things about it. I know people that have gone there and, it's one of those, uh, you know, don't wear your flip-flops or shorts, only wear a collar <laughs> shirt, no hat. Good you to know. know. Good to know. That's right. I mean, yeah, yeah bring bring your cash because we don't take credit card, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, right. And it's really kind of the only plans we have. There's so many of us going that it's like, you know, we didn't want to – I'm not a planner when it comes to vacation anyway. I, I want to be free to, hey, you know, let's go do that. Let's go do that. I want people to feel like they can go off and do do whatever they want to do. So um, there's a little from from the hotel, which is about a block off of Bourbon. There's a little oyster bar on the corner that uh, um, at any point this weekend you could probably find me at. Um, they're <laughs> delicious. We we did it a couple of years ago. We went out there for Mandy's fortieth um, uh, two years ago. So. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to to spending my weekend at my little seat on the corner of the bar eating oysters, um, oh, drinking my drinking my bourbon all weekend. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of people I know that when they go out on these trips or you know they're away for a long weekend, they're in a really cool city. They always talk about having the final final, right? Like what's the like what's the final before we go back up to the room, right? You know, what's the final drink? I love you, Miles, because you're talking about here's the pre-drink. Here's the pre-drink. I'm not even talking about. <laughs> I'm not even talking about final final. I want to know what am I having before I have my drink. I yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I mean it. we've got we've got uh people that are driving in as well as flying in. So there are people the, the people that are driving in are bringing, you know, the 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 bar, the stocking of the bar. Um very nice. We don't have very to go nice. out. We can we can at any point during the day we we've, we've got uh, the hospitality suite set up um so you can you can do that and there is no i mean you, you know we've not gone on vacation together but there is no official final drink because you the night just i mean it just will end at some point but you yes. just you don't know when there's you know because when right. you go back there's a hospitality suite and it may just continue till you know who knows 10 10 11 o'clock that's just you know for the for the kids out there that's you know. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Now, of course, everyone, when he says 10 or 11, he means yeah. a.m. So a. just, just, yeah, just, right. just, just, just remember, yeah. keep it all in context here. No, yeah. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Well, have a great weekend, man. Happy birthday. Um, it's going to be super fun. And uh, I can't wait to, I can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah. It's been, again, it's been great um, getting back with you and, and, and doing yes. this. looking forward to to uh what are we we've missed a couple of weeks so maybe 50 weeks uh 50 yes. shows yes. Year, you know, or something yes yes we've done that's our goal. we've done a fair amount and and uh i'm looking forward to it as well getting back into a groove of doing a weekly conversation and you know for all the listeners out there you know we appreciate your patience and hopefully as you kind of tap into this conversation and and hopefully you know, kind of thinking through this a little bit, um, hopefully it strikes a nerve. Um, you know, we always want the content to be relevant and impactful and meaningful. And, mm -hmm. and you know, certainly, uh, you know, we're both approaching it from our personal experiences and, and then also the experiences of people like Timothy. And 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 because uh, this is it, this is an issue that is just impacting one person. This is impacting just literally thousands of people out there. And so we hope yeah. it strikes a nerve. We hope it provides you some encouragement and some inspiration and just keep charging and, and uh, you know, we're going to get to the other side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us and uh, we will see you back next week. Miles, can I say next week? Is that true? Can I say it? It is official. It is official. As we'll long as, back, uh, as long as the weekend goes as planned and there's no way. <laughs> <to do it. laughs>
I did tell Miles I will have my phone ringer on. Well, um, I, you know, I've in jest, so I hope it stays that way. You know, I've told people if have your phone, <laughs> and if you get a, um, do you accept a collect call from you know, um, please, you know, back in the old day when you had to you know, do the collect call, um, but you know, yeah, I'll be like, I'll be like Miles Gift. I've never heard of him. No. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Click. No. Exactly. No, 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 no. That's awesome. Well. Hey, everyone, thanks again for hanging in with us and uh, through the long delay. And uh, we'll see you back on the Cutting Onions podcast next week. Have a great week. Thanks, Miles. Great job, man. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Cutting Onions podcast, where we talked about the job struggle, what the industry could and should be doing differently to assist job seekers, and how do we stay positive through this process. We are so grateful that you spent your time with us today, an hour out of your schedule. We hope that this episode inspires all those who are seeking their next role. We hope it also inspires those folks that are looking for talent to maybe think about things a little bit differently than they have before when it comes to evaluating talent and look beyond the resume and have a real conversation about what someone has done. So thank you again for joining us and we'll see you back next week on the Cutting Edge Podcast.